This is the London Live Podcast. Listen live weekdays from 1 to 3 on 980 CFPL. We get an opportunity to talk about something that London Mayor Ed Holder mentioned earlier this week. And the name is fantastic. Although it does kind of bring up a picture in your mind that might have people wearing capes. I'm not sure whether they're wearing capes, but they might be. It is the Back to Business Action Team. Joining us right now is the Chief Municipal Law Enforcement Officer with the City of London, Mr. Orest Katolik. Orest, how's Friday going for you? Well, we haven't had an uptick on underwear complaints in parks, but uh, Friday's going good so far. Good. Well, I'm not lodging a complaint. Please <laughs> please don't think I'm lodging a complaint. I'm just curious as to how that happens, but maybe at the same time, I don't want to know. So let's move on to something that we do need to know about, uh, the back-to-business action team. Here we are. We're in a position of many businesses being able to reopen under guidelines, but a number of things that have been closed and deemed non-essential for a long time now are kind of either back in business, thinking about it. Maybe they've been back in business for a week, like dentists and and opticians and things like that. So back to business for the City of London. What does that mean for your team? So uh, bylaw enforcement is part of the team, and we have a variety of our regulatory partners, uh, building inspectors, health unit, fire prevention, uh, working on this. So on Monday when Premier Ford announced the Phase 2 regional reopening plan and he gave the deadline of friday and he mentioned uh, what's going to be allowed to be reopened on a regional basis on friday um, i can say that as as we were watching the uh, premier speak and as the media questions started coming in during that time we had already received three inquiries from patios hey what, what do we need to do to to make it happen so on Tuesday, we uh, issued an announcement on the Back to Business team. We have a dedicated email address. It's b2b at london.ca. Uh, businesses can email questions, inquiries to that. So, Mike, I can say that uh, today uh, at noon, I just got an update. We have received uh, 45 inquiries from restauranteurs that have been operating previously or licensed on how to open up patios and as of noon today uh, we've approved 19 new patios uh, in the city of london uh, the other ones uh, we're just waiting for information from them on what their plans are and we've put together a, a pretty lean streamlined process to make sure that um, we can get these approved and we're very much focused on the principles of a risk-based flexibility with uh, still a continued focus on public safety. So when we're dealing with these requests for patios, we're dealing with restaurants or locations that would not have had a patio or might have had a small patio already? Is that the kind of thing that's being requested to either make one or grow one? Uh, exactly, Mike. It's, it's both. It's, it's ones that have patios, want to expand, and it's ones that have never had a patio because... To serve customers, uh, it, it'll have to be for the next uh, phase uh, outdoors. 
Okay. We are talking right now with Oris Katolik, who is the Chief Municipal Law Enforcement Officer, on some back-to-business and an action team that's helping out with this back-to-business and all the requests that have come in. Did it surprise you as to how many requests were coming in, or had you kind of put your mind to it and thought, yeah, we're going to get a lot? Well, we, we, we thought that we are going to get a lot from two fronts, and that's from the, the whole food industry, uh, the restaurants, the bars, uh, and also uh, uh, barbers and salons, for sure. So we, we've got uh, the top one right now is, is patios. Uh, we're getting a lot of requests from uh, salons. How, how do they reopen? And really for those, uh, the province has issued safety guidelines. So under their website, if you go under COVID safety, there's over 100 guidelines on different types of industries for restaurants, for massage therapists, for patios, etc. So we're doing everything that we can from the municipal approval perspective. And uh, we're also directing um, all of our business partners uh, to provincial regulations and guidelines. Forrest, how much confusion do you find? Because we talk a lot about there being all kinds of messaging out there, and it's sometimes difficult to know what is, what isn't, what used to be, what is now. How confusing is it? Well, it it's happening very quickly. So uh, every day at one o'clock, we we watch the premier make a new announcement in, in another sector. It could be daycare, it could be parks and rec with opening splash pads. It could be restaurants, uh, hair salons, senior centers. So every day there's a new announcement, and uh, we we've had a team put together since February, uh, the COVID-19 planning team. In fact, back then, the COVID-19 term wasn't even made yet. It was just the coronavirus planning team. And we were putting together plans, what-if scenarios, like what if this happens, what if this happens. And as soon as it hit that this is a a global pandemic, we put certain folks in certain key roles to, to make things operational once things, first of all, we when the closing closings happen, and then the the phased reopenings, and we're doing everything methodically with a extreme focus on public safety. So even though the province says, "Hey, on Friday you can do this," we're looking at it from uh, a London perspective. We're in daily communications with uh, public health, with Dr. Mackey, with. Um, Uh, all of our regulators in bylaw enforcement, fire prevention, police, public health, to ensure that there's public safety with all the reopenings. But we're very pleased with, so far, the B2B team that has been put in place. Um, Every patio that has consulted with us, we've consulted back uh, pretty well the same day and streamlined the process because we know that They've been shut down for three months. They want to reopen. I'm hearing that some reopened last night at 12.01, and that's great. 19 new ones approved today. I can tell you, no question, at the end of the day, that number will be higher. And maybe before we go, or since we've spent quite a bit of time talking about those patio extensions or the creation of new patios, How does that work where you maintain safety and yet find a place where a patio maybe could have been in the past but probably wasn't because there were parking spaces there or there was a walkway there? How do you deal with that? 
So that that's some of the, the, the quick reviews that we're doing because we want to ensure that there's still pedestrian safety, vehicular safety. Uh, fire prevention is definitely involved because, uh, you know, if, if, if it's in a fire route, probably not the best place to put a patio. Uh, are there fire hydrants there? Probably not the best place to put a temporary patio. So all these things are being reviewed, but uh, it's at the highest priority. So soon as they come in, a team is assembled to review each application. Well, Oris, we really appreciate the work that you have done. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't see. Is there anything that the public as a whole is dropping the ball on? Is there anything that you see that you think, hey, I, w- I wish we could get this message across, that people should do this a little bit more or do something a little bit less? Is there anything off the top of your mind, or are we doing okay? No, I, I think we're doing very well. Uh, at the beginning of this, uh, there obviously were some issues. There, there were some folks going under caution tape and putting their kids on playground equipment. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we, we had to take some enforcement actions uh, in that regard. But I can say over the past few weekends, uh, there's been no charges laid. It's been focused on education and uh, very high compliance from the public. So uh, kudos to the public to recognizing that uh, if we all work together, uh, we'll, we'll all get through this. Orist, thank you so much again for the work you're doing, and please stay safe. Thank you. You too, Mike. Take care. That's Orist Katolik. Take care. He's the Chief Municipal Law Enforcement Officer on Back to Business Action Team as we talk about, well, he's the Chief Municipal Law Enforcement Officer, but we were talking about the B2B, as Orris says, the Back to Business Action Team and the number of requests that they're getting Hey, can we make a patio this way? Uh, Yeah, okay, because if you drive around, you're going to see creativity. That's what you are going to see. But at the same time, know that all of those that exist have been checked over, or if they have not been checked over and approved, uh, they're going to be forced to be taken down quite quickly. So we'll see what the new normal looks like as we make our way into Phase 2 in this area. We've got more of Phase 2 to talk about because we've got beaches opening on June 22nd. Now look at the calendar. Today's the 12th, so not yet. We're talking about a week from Monday, but Dave Mennell is going to join us, the warden of Elgin County, and they've made the decision on a date. They got that task force going on Monday, and we'll have details on that coming up. So here we are. It's Friday. As Oris Katolik, London's municipal bylaw enforcement officer, pointed out off the start of the show, you had some restaurant patios that took that you can open at 12.01 pretty intensely, and they opened at 12.01. So we've seen a little bit of that. Yes, we're heading into an area where we're being asked to do what we've been doing and observe a lot of guidelines. This is not, yay, that was tough, but it's over. Have you met the virus? Hopefully you haven't. Hopefully you have no knowledge of the virus whatsoever, either personally or connected to you in some way by friends, family, or acquaintance. Because it's nasty. It is. Talk to anybody who is in that position. That's what they'll tell you. And it hasn't changed. And we need to know that. And in fact, just got a note saying, hey, we should be reminding people to wear a mask when going to any personal service, whether it's to the barber, getting your nails done, etc. Don't put that person in a position of debating whether to turn someone away and lose income or just work on the unmasked person and put themselves at risk. 
You know, that's that's a thing. Every server at a restaurant, they're wearing a mask which protects you from them, but you're not because you're eating or drinking, so they're not protected from you. So please, please be patient, be civil, and anybody caught bossing somebody around or acting like an idiot, man, I hope the managers toss them. I really do. I hope we set a precedent that way. You want to act like that? You don't need to eat here. You want to act like that? You don't need to be here. Get out. I hope that happens. I doubt it will. Because I know that kind of behavior will happen. And it bugs me. All right. I don't want to be bugged. Let's talk about a day at the beach, shall we? Day at the beach, stress-free. Listen to the seagulls. Waves lapping at the shore. Oh, this is good. This is sunshine and sand. You can't do that today. But we do at least know when you will be able to do that in Elgin County. Joining us right now is the warden of Elgin County, home of some of the world's best beaches, Dave Menel. Dave, how's Friday? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm okay. Now that I'm thinking about the beach, yeah, I'm, I'm doing much, much better. So let's kind of zero in on what's coming at us. What date has been instituted as a date for beaches to be available to all of us? Well, uh, there was a public announcement yesterday by myself, and this is in coordination with all the other municipalities that have beaches in Elgin County. And we have decided that June 22nd, that's a Monday, is going to be the opening for the beaches in Elgin County. Uh, there is going to be signage, and uh, obviously the signage wants everybody to be social distancing. And... Um, the public washrooms will be open, but they'll only be cleaned on a twice-a-day basis, and you're urged to uh, bring your own sanitation. And obviously, gatherings of more than 10 people are prohibited uh, by the provincial order. And as well as that, we are all gonna, also going to have the provincial police as well as our municipal bylaw enforcement officers uh, enforcing the rules. So my fear is that people will become lax and... and uh, start to go shoulder to shoulder in large groups and that's one thing we don't want um if that happens we may be looking at closing the beaches so the message you want to send out is yes come to the beaches come to the restaurants but be very very cautious because we don't want to have a a spike in in the number of cases so this is the message we're sending out and uh so uh hopefully people do get the message we've been taught what to do and how to do it now here comes the exam here comes the test. Can we do it? And it isn't really much to ask to say, hey, groups of 10 or fewer. It isn't much to ask to say, read the signs, pay attention. So here's hoping that that does happen. Now, you mentioned the bylaw enforcement officers. How will they be deployed on the beaches? Well, they, all the municipalities have a bylaw enforcement officer, and it's largely due to complaint. And if we get a complaint saying, people are not observing the rules, we will send down the bylaw enforcement officers. And people will be, uh, obviously, the first go-around will be warning. But if we get repeat offenders, there will be fines. We are talking right now with Dave Menel, warden of Elgin County, and we are talking about the reopening of beaches in Elgin County. So, Dave, because we sometimes struggle to picture where a county begins and where it ends, what beaches are we specifically talking about to open on June 22nd? Well, on the east end, there is the uh, uh, Port Burwell uh, Park, or, uh, sorry, 
the Port Burwell Municipal Beach. Uh, there's also the Provincial Park in Port Burwell. There's been no decision on that one yet to when they're opening. Uh, the next one heading west is Port Bruce, which will be open on the 22nd. And we did get confirmation from M&R that the Provincial Park there and Beach will be open on the 22nd. And then the next one is Port Stanley in, in Central Elgin, which will be open on the 22nd. So you've got okay. uh, we've got 80 miles of uh, a beach in Elgin County, so certainly there's lots of room. And if people behave themselves, we just hope for a successful summer. Well, that's all we can hope for, a successful summer, be able to enjoy some of the amenities in life following what should be a few simple rules. Just got a note that has come in from Karen at Mike at 980cfpl.ca asking, can you please ask Dave whether we're allowed to swim in the water? Dave, what do we do about the water? Uh, Well, the public health, obviously, they have to test the water prior to opening. And if it passes, obviously, then, then you can go in the water. But once again, keep your social distancing in small groups. And like you say, washrooms are going to be there. They're available. They're only going to be cleaned twice a day. It's not like somebody's going to be waiting outside, and when one person goes in, then they get cleaned. It's not like that. So this is up to us. Bring your own sanitation stuff and make sure that you are abiding by all of those rules in those washrooms. Dave, in terms of some other beaches, we talked about this last week, in marking out areas that you could sit and maybe staking out, or it's difficult to spray paint a beach because uh, wind tends to move the spray paint to another location entirely. But how much discussion was there about doing that? Well, we looked at the European model, and, and they were look, looking at either marking out the beach or staking out the beach, and we just thought that was almost impossible to enforce. So, Especially when you're doing constant beach grooming, uh, if, you, if you paint lines on today, tomorrow they're gone. So, so we just decided everybody's going to have to police their their own themselves. Well, we really appreciate the update, and we'll look forward to sand between our toes at some point, as long as we follow the guidelines. Dave, be safe and enjoy the weekend and the lead up to the opening of the beaches. Well, we are doing the the cleanup tomorrow in preparation for the following week. So, everybody <laughs> that's listening, come on down to. One of the beaches in Elgin County. We'd love to have you. Oh, we're allowed to participate in the cleanup? No, 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 not the cleanup. Oh, not okay, good. <laughs> just, just once the cleanup is done after the on the twenty second, come down to the beach. I got you. Okay. Well, we were going to enlist a whole bunch of people to help you out, but I thought, whoa, wait a minute. That might go against everything we've been talking about already. So you guys will handle the cleanup. Thank you for doing that. And then uh, we'll run around the beaches in a little while. Dave, be safe. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Mike. Take care. <laughs> That's Dave Mantle. He's a warden of Elgin County. So no circles. I mean, if you want to cordon off an area for yourself, that's that's just that's fine. That's for you to do. But bring sanitary stuff. Bring the ability to sanitize with you. And remember, we're still living in a new normal. The testing numbers, the case numbers, very encouraging. In the province of Ontario. Job well done. Fantastic. The fact that we're moving into phase two in many areas, including our area, it's very exciting. But not everybody is. And we've got to kind of look and see what we can do. The mayor mentioned make sure that you do shop local. 
with a lot of different stores opening up, make sure that you support them. A lot of them have been closed, while a lot of big-time merchants have been able to have their doors open. Let's make sure we look after everybody who is local. But what about people who aren't back? And I'm not just talking about restaurants in the GTA or barbershops in the GTA or hair salons in the GTA. I'm not talking about that. What about the tourism sector? What about the hotel industry? Well, last week you had, before a standing committee on finance and economic affairs, you had a number of tourism operators come and say, here's what life is like. And we are lucky enough right now to have with us the Minister of Heritage, Sport, and Tourism and Culture, Ms. Lisa McLeod. Minister McLeod, thank you for being here. How's Friday? Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm going to tell you, I'm from the city of Ottawa. We're also in phase two, and I kicked off and launched today uh, a tour across Ontario, starting in my city and uh, be going across the province where it's safe to do so to do exactly what you just said in your introduction, which is let's shop local, let's start getting out to restaurants again, uh, let's support those tourism attractions that are opening, whether that's a, a book, uh, or sorry, a, a bike tour or a uh, haunted walk. Um, make sure that we're out there supporting our art galleries that are open. It's really time uh, after so many months of social distancing and self-isolation that, uh, you know, it, we're now able and at the point where we can safely uh, participate in some of these things. And, of course, our sectors and heritage, sport, tourism and culture industries were hit first hardest and as a result of of everything will probably take the longest to recover so uh it's a it's a great day in ottawa that we've started to reopen and i really think that we can bring some momentum uh, across the province uh, for those communities in phase two uh, as we start to slowly rebuild our economy and certainly uh, the sectors that i'm responsible for it's like we've been going through a three-month education period, and now it's our exam. Now let's see what we have learned and whether we can execute what has been recommended by the province. And you made a great point, Minister McLeod, the idea that when we think about doing something or getting away or planning a vacation, a lot of people are fortunate enough to say, okay, well, I'm going to go far away. I'm going I'm to get away from here. Ontario is such a big place. We've got so many amazing things that as Ontarians, we don't take advantage of. Maybe this gives us the opportunity to say, you know, uh, we don't have to fly five hours. We could actually drive five minutes and go to something we've never been to before. Oh, you're you're speaking my language. You're singing my song. You know, this is an opportunity right now. Uh, we're not going to be able to to have a lot of staycations at the moment uh, with domestic travel, particularly interprovincial at the moment. But what we can do in starting this very hyper-local phase of the restarting of the tourism and cultural industries uh, economy is is supporting your local area and reconnecting with your neighbour and your communities and, and start to see your city of London, my city of Ottawa, um, you know, other, other communities across the great province um, and, and, and really reconnect with uh, and reestablish those, uh, those roots and, and, and really look through your city's eyes, look through your community's eyes as a tourist. And, and so I've had the ability to do that here in Ottawa today, uh, going down um, to have lunch at the Byward Market in Ottawa, then, then up to uh, Spark Street to do a haunted walk tour. And now I'm in Chinatown um, with, with, uh, with our community. And I think that 
every community has that ability, right? And uh, whether it's uh, the countryside outside of London or your beautiful and historic downtown, I really encourage residents to, you know, follow the social distancing rules that we have. Um, make sure you bring your hand sanitizer and wear your mask, but get out and see um, some of these uh, amazing things that we have to offer. I've always said Ontario is the world in one province, and we're not going to be able to welcome the world back to our province for quite some time. So this is our chance and our opportunity to really soak in everything that uh, makes us proud to, to live here and uh, uh, certainly, I think, uh, make sure that uh, we we see uh, through our own very eyes uh, what it also is for, so special for visitors when they see this province. Lisa McLeod joining us, Minister of Heritage, Sport, Tourism and Culture Industries. Minister McLeod, let's deal with some tough stuff at the same time. I mean, a lot of sun is shining around the province. A lot of people have that excitement to do things they haven't done in a long time. But we still have a lot of sectors that don't fit in the parameters of COVID-19. And you think about everybody who was last week at Queen's Park and was talking about their particular situation in front of that standing committee on finance and economic affairs. What did you gather from tourism operators and people who pled their cases at that particular standing committee? Yeah, so I, you know, I've been very active with everyone in making sure that we um, we, we have a strong voice for tourism and, and and all of the sectors I'm responsible for, and I think one of the things that I have been very honest with the um, industry about, and I think has come up consistently, is first of all we are we have a double bottom line. Uh, we are responsible for the cultural fabric and the social impact of the province, but at the same time, we have a whopping seventy five billion dollar economic imprint which is larger than forestry mining and agriculture put together problem is when COVID-19 hit on the 12th of of March uh, our industries collapsed overnight and we lost at least 20 billion dollars according to our partners in economic uh, economic activity the other problem that we have is is not only the economic crisis it's the social crisis because after four months of people being told to stay away um, it's going to be very hard to encourage their consumer behaviors to um, come back to normal. So th- th- there is going to be some of those inhibitions and reticence in, in terms of getting back out. So, you know, definitely we, we heard that. Um, these are also very creative sectors. So some of them have been very uh, able, to, very much able to adapt to this new reality. Um, if there is an, even if this is this period is actually the the new reality. I mean, things have been changing so so fast and so so quickly. So one one of the things we wanted to do, and 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 they're looking for support, and we were able to ban um, commercial rent evictions, and that was something I've been uh, vocal about for quite some time. And I must say, I mean, I know I'm I'm speaking to London, but I I can't say enough about Jeff Urich and Monty McNaughton and the roles that they play in the cabinet, and how much I've been able to work with Jeff as Minister of Environment and Park. Uh, very closely related to the tourism industry. And then, of course, with Monty doing some amazing work on workplace standards, which is why we can actually advance to phase two. And so um, getting back to that committee, like I've identified this triple threat for our double bottom line. That's the public health crisis, the economic crisis, and then the social crisis. And so uh, they, they've come forward with some very good ideas. And as we advance into the summer, which, by the way, is where 40% of our visitor spending is spent over the next two and a half months and will be drastically decreased. It's, it, it's pivoting and figuring out ways that we can continue to support um, communities. And I know we're going to continue to support the Western Fair uh, with, a, with a significant amount of money this year, and uh, we're going to make sure that uh, we, su- we support your area as well 
with some marketing dollars. And yesterday I announced uh, $13 million uh, for marketing to help with that hyper-local um, approach that uh, your mayor has talked about, but uh, others have as well across the province. Because a lot of this must go to, hey, we've got to make people comfortable again because we've been through such an uncomfortable time. Is there a, a time frame as to how long the government may be able to help out with advertising dollars or, or even go further than just advertising dollars? Has that been talked about? Yeah, so immediately I think it's to assist those communities, uh, you know, that are that are suffering and that want to uh, engage people again and, and soften that blow. You're right on the money getting people to be comfortable again, which is what my uh, tour is about today um, and why we made that significant funding announcement. But I think, you know, this isn't going to be solved overnight. Uh, this is going to be, I think, in, in from, from the data that we've seen and from the research our, our ministry has done, uh, probably a, a, a three- to five-year recovery. So the ministry is going to be putting forward its own phased approach into um supporting the tourism uh, and cultural industries. And that will start, obviously, with the next several months um, supporting this local uh, initiative. Uh, Then we'll move more uh, into a domestic uh, staycation uh, framework where we are going to be able to accept people from, uh, you know, other provinces. Right now, there are still a number of restrictions. And then finally, uh, you know, the airlines are telling us uh, they won't be back to full capacity until 2023, 2024. And so I, I was very honest with the uh, uh, standing committee uh, and, and the members of the legislature that, look, uh, we could see, um, you know, 2019 tourism levels only return to the province in 2024. So for me, I think that we, we need to take a methodical approach uh, and a measured approach over the next uh, five years so that we can quickly um, or as best as possible get back to those levels um, and, and, and contributing to the economy and creating jobs. And then, of course, I think 2021 is going to be a very important year for us. It's going to be a marquee year of events. And, of course, you will be hosting the Ontario Games there as Minister of Sport. That's something that we're going to make sure um, you guys are very well supported. Uh, during that process. Uh, but there's a number of other events that we're having in 2021 across the province that I think will signal a, a, a reopening um, and a reemergence of the province. And, you know, that's the 50th uh, anniversary of TIFF, the 50th anniversary of Ontario Place, the 109th Grey Cup, and, of course, the 2021 uh, Canada and Ontario Games will be held. So, there's, you know, we need a roster to get people moving again, and that's the best way for us to get the economy going again. Minister McLeod, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for your candidness and your honesty that, hey, this is not going to be a two-month thing or a three-month thing, and that this may last years, and we've got to be prepared for that. So thank you so much for that, and please stay safe. Thank you. You too. That is Minister Lisa McLeod, Minister of Heritage, Sport, Tourism, and Culture, and it's true, and I'm glad to hear a politician use that, saying, hey, we might not be back to the tourism levels that we were enjoying in 2019, Minister McLeod said it there, until 2024. I mean, that's that's the kind of stuff that you have to say, oh, I don't want to hear that. Yeah, but we may not be back to a normal for a long time. So let's figure out how to do this, how to do it right. Don't take advantage. Don't overdo what you're supposed to do. Don't push the gray areas as far as they will possibly go. And we can sit within a lifestyle that, you know what, we can, we can easily tolerate. We can easily tolerate it.
There are going to be other ways, and we've got to watch for people and say, okay, how's that person doing? Okay, how's that person doing? We've got to be doing that. But at the same time, this is something you've got to be prepared for. It's more of a long haul, and I hope people have that attitude, or at least that impression. Not sure everybody does, but I'm hopeful, and I'm hopeful this weekend goes well. You've been listening to the London Live Podcast. Catch the show live on weekdays from 1 to 3. 